welcome to Structured Change. Today's episode, we're going to take a look at Maslow or the Maslow hierarchy of needs as a tool for change. Now, some background, Abraham Maslow was an American psychologist who lived between the early 1900s through to about 1970. And he was very famous in coming up with a hierarchy which can be pictured as a triangle with five levels of which looks at typical mankind of how we view ourselves. So at the bottom of the triangle, which is the lower level, we're really individuals who see the world as being deficient. It's we need something versus at the top of the triangle or heading towards the top of the triangle we're focused on growth. So I'm just, I'll go through the levels first and then I'll associate them with change. So the first one is at the bottom is the basic one of survival. It's our existence. We have the basics. We have food, we have shelter, we have water. The second level is regarding safety. We actually start to um, consider trust in others, our environment. So we've moved beyond survival into how do we sustain that? The next element for Maslow is the third element or the middle element. And we look at the belonging element or the interaction with others. We're moving up now to the fourth level, which is esteem. And that could be actually considering achievement, satisfaction, delivering something. And then finally, the fifth element or what we call the top of the Maslow hierarchy is self-actualization, which is when we realize value and outcome. So how does this work for change? Big deal, you, you might be thinking. Well, when I engage with an individual or a group of people or um, a division, and it doesn't matter whether they're operational people, tactical people, middle management, or even upper management, understanding how people think and where their collective or individual mindset is in relation to being are they a deficiently mindsetted people or individual or growth so let's take a look here so if you look at the first level if i'm encounter some people that i believe are more around the survival mindset well from a change perspective i can almost accept the fact that they might not care they might be the quintessential clock watcher and they have a low respect for the organization they work for. Again, it's not a judgmental thing, it's just an observational thing and understanding where people sit in the Maslow hierarchy will help you as a change leader gauge these steps forward, especially in the attitude for change and change management. The second level was around safety in our environment. Well, in that respect, people uh, remain skeptical and they need proof that something is better or if I do something different, something will change. That's okay, but yes, you can sense now we're, we're moving from I don't care to I just need proof that something can, else can be done. Moving on to the middle element of belonging, these people or individuals are more open to ideas, they become more trusting, are more respectful and they seek to develop themselves so there may be people who are trying to develop themselves. Perhaps you listen to this podcast, you're trying to find something there that's going to give you an element of development. 
moving up the next level, which was regarding esteem or achievement, we've got people then that are willing to participate, try things, try new things, and have an element of risk if you like. But as you can sense, we're moving up the scale from being deficient mindset through to a growth mindset. And then finally, when we get to self-actualization, these are the people that anything is possible. I care, I don't so much care about what people think because I'm respectful for them, but I'm willing to put myself, my ideas and my actions out there. Now, while we talked about being deficient and being a growth, let's just tune it back the other direction now and at the bottom of the triangle consider the word management next to deficient whereas up the very top with actualization we've got growth and leadership now by understanding where people sit and their mindsets on the Maslow hierarchy of needs I'll know or I get a sense for how much effort I'll require in terms of management versus Will it be more of a light touch and I can just suggest ideas and they will pick them up and run with them, i.e. leadership. Now, another advantage of the Maslow hierarchy is that when I'm setting up a meeting or a workshop, I'll just go through and do a bit of, if, especially if I know the stakeholders, mind you, I'll go through and do a bit of a sensitivity check and, and try to understand who is going to be in the room. Are they typically people that are don't, they don't care and they're down at the bottom of the triangle? Or are they people right up the top? Now, you may think that let's get everyone at the top is a good thing, but balance is what we require here. It's good to have people that are very aspirational right at the very top of the triangle, but it's also good to have a balance because it calibrates thinking and the aspiration, the attitude, and if you like, the ability of others to come up with, if you like, a sensible step forward in terms of change and influence. So when you're next engaging, or you're preparing a workshop, or maybe you're even walking into a meeting that you may believe there's going to be a contentious item discussed, if you can actually understand the broad scheme of the stakeholders in the room and where they are likely to collectively sit on that Maslow, you can actually craft your messaging and your questions to either lift the conversation up in terms of value generation or perhaps go the other way and bring the conversation down a bit and test it on the masses that will probably be more of the people that maybe don't care. Because your role in change is around influence and understanding where people sit in this triangle is a key element and a key tool set.